Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. LSU is the most morally bankrupt place in college athletics and kansas fans say we never say anything nice about them <laughs> long time ad at new mexico state friend of the pod anyone who's, who volunteers to give us booze is pretty much a friend of the pod send it to my hotel in japan <laughs> <laughs> and si's pat 40 it's like oh louisville's our super bowl so we're just gonna play three cadavers other than that <laughs> monroe chattanooga new mexico state Way to go. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. And the pod's going to have a new name soon. Officially, we're the Yahoo Sports College Podcast. As of now, uh, that was a creative name. <laughs> when they first came up with the name, the, we our new name, we've had a number of names for the show. We're going to get a new one. We're not telling you what it is. But when we came up with this name, I made fun of it on the air, and I think I almost got fired. Yes, yes. I said Yahoo whoever Sports came up with the name College was, Podcast. They were hung over at the meeting and someone forgot to, to come up with a name. Uh, but anyway, now that one's gone. So we're getting a new one. Big excitement next week. Still Big finding excitement. some same feed, everything else will be the same. Yeah, same so. same bad jokes. Same, same bad jokes. Yes. You have to fly to another continent. Everyone's so excited uh that, that the <laughs> debut will come from uh from another continent. So that's yeah. right. So hold your suggestions. It's all done. The celebrity crush has gotten so big that we all kind of have to disperse. (laughs) Uh, All right. We're going to do SEC media days prepping for that to begin next early next week. Pat and I are going to be flying to uh, Tokyo. So we're going to get this in now when we're going to preview media days. We did big 12 last uh, podcast, but we did have one item we wanted to get to. Uh, that that came up since we did it that uh, is a big issue for us. So we've been on this for a while. Big 12 officials, direct coordinator official Greg Burks of the Big 12 said that if uh, you do a horns down sign at a Texas player as an opponent, that's going to probably that's probably going to be a foul. You would get an unsportsmanlike conduct flag if you do it to the a, to a Texas player. But if you turn and do it to the crowd, it probably would not be a penalty. Please, all of you note, quote, please, all of you note, I said probably, Burks added. We have to consider intent and consider this situation. We'll leave it to the officials. 
How about if we just leave it to nothing and not do anything and let people do what they want as far as their precious hand signals in the precious Big 12? Snowflakes fall in Austin. <laughs> Is she the meter maid or the chief meter maid of Big 12? <laughs> Horns down is sacred. Oh. I mean, what is this? Come on. Woo. They actually had a they, meeting about this. Think about that. The horns down meeting. Yeah. But we'll call yeah. the gap. Oh, time to talk about horns down. You know, I, I Sully and I were talking uh, before we started here where my my theory is that the sensitivity of the fan base escalates as the victory totals decrease. Mm. So you become much more sensitive and concerned about how people are treating your team with consummate respect and sensitivity when you stink. When you're when you're good, you don't care. First of all, you don't give anybody any reason to horns down you if you're 11 and 1, but if you're 7 and 3 or whatever the heck they tend to be, then geez, then you have to take umbrage at a lot of people that are beating your ass. Yeah, I don't think Colt McCoy lost a lot of sleep over horns down. Vince I Young, don't think he did. Probably not a lot of sleep lost over horns down. This is pathetic. Yep. Just absolutely pathetic. I mean, just toughen up. First off, the more they, they do this and they their initial complaints about the sacred bit of horns down, can't do horns down, only horns up, only inspires more, right? Well, it's sure, like the kid but... getting bullied. You know, like just you get sometimes you gotta take it. This isn't hard bully. If you you know, this is just this is awful. This is an embarrassment to Texas. Uh, a Texas fan should be ashamed. They should. I promise you, we discuss this every year because you discuss it every year, Burke said. I hope in the future someone else's symbol will come into play and not just the horns. You can do other symbols. Nobody cares. Exactly. The TCU's got that little thing with their hand. Do it upside <laughs> down. Like a, it's like, like a dead horned frog with its legs kicking or something. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Gary Patterson... We'll give him. He'll he'll no he'll no more wear collared shirt. Then he'd be like, "We got our ass kicked." Come on, Texas! You're supposed to be Texas. Yeah, you don't hear Texas Pitiful. Tech complaining about guns down, right? Guns. Down. <laughs> the SEC has flagged for the Gator Chomp. I will say in the past, so uh, the SEC is not blameless in this silly sign war. I'm for unsportsmanlike behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Suck we're less. playing a game. If you are bad, be less bad, and you will not get taunted. Yeah. That's right. Taunt away, taunt away. But I do like how there's no, the, the feelings of the Texas players matter, but the fans, nope. You sit there and horn down the whole booster program. Right. They wasted, wasted their billions building that football program that can't do it, get out of its own way. <laughs> and actually, the feelings of the Texas players only matter when it comes to horns down. They don't matter when it comes to, say, oh, eyes of Texas. But <laughs> that's a whole other, that's a whole other issue. That's good. That good point. Boy, players can't be listening to the players. That's right. Bunch of snowflakes on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. That's it for Texas. One other uh, bit of non-SEC news. Sorry, there is a league outside the SEC. Nebraska has a new AD. Trev Alberts, who uh, appears on ESPN. And we had been the Nebraska Omaha AD since 2011. He hasn't been on ESPN in like 10 years, Dan. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't been on at all? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> not even doing a bang up job. I don't know. I swear I saw him. <laughs> uh, anyway, Trev's out. He's now the uh, Nebraska AD. It's kind of a sign of, I've always wondered why these analysts, like some of the TV guys make so much money. And it's like, nobody knows which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. All right. Anyway, uh, what does this mean for Scott Frost, fellow former Cornhusker? Pete? Trev Albert certainly isn't going there for the status quo of winning 35% of your game. The one positive I was told that Trev Alberts can really bring is funneling in money from Omaha, which obviously is the nearest big city to, uh, to to Lincoln, and that he can really galvanize some of the old guard and help raise money, which he'll need to do because, as we discussed on the last pod, it would cost somewhere around $25 million to fire Scott Frost. And if Scott Frost continues to win at a 35% rate or half of the rate that Bo Pelini won at, he will likely get fired. And so it would be... Nebraska is on the clock for being the most expensive buyout in the history of college football. Move aside, Ooh. Gus Bus. Get out of the way, Charlie Weiss. They're going right to the top of the charts. If he gets bought out. What, is this make or break this year for him, do you think, Pete? I mean, obviously last year was a goofy COVID year. He went three and five. It's four and eight, five and seven. Look, if he does not make a bowl game, in the, in the reasonable modern paradigms of how coaches are judged. And this is supposed to be his best team. And they're old. They've got some good corners. There's some things to like. Adrian Martinez uh, has been around a long time. He's obviously been inconsistent. But he's 12 and 20. And so if you have a fourth consecutive losing season, I would think it would be pretty reasonable to conclude that you're probably not fit for that job. Now, again, how does it look, right? Is it five and seven and you lose two nail biters and you play, uh, you know, a couple of those teams in the West right to the end? Is it that kind of, uh, you know, is that kind of Mike Riley only got three seasons. Bo Pelini won nine, nine, 10, nine, 10, 10, nine. He was good. Yeah. Solich. Yeah. Frank Solich, Solich retired Solich. this yeah. week. Yeah. He yeah. was good. Yeah. Even Bill Callahan had two winning seasons in his four, and he's remembered as just like an utter disaster. If Scott if Frost isn't had been Scott a, Frost, yeah. If Scott Frost had out. been a quarterback at Montana State, he probably would have been run by now. He certainly would oh, not yes. have been given the most ill-advised contract extension in recent <laughs> college football history. That that was yeah. just like a local, you know, local boy done good pat on the back. Uh, situation just completely unwarranted and in a in an era of unwarranted extensions that one even stands out for just its frivolousness i like how uh covid season it's a little quirky you know you can't really count that one uh all the bad coaches have that <laughs> like nick saban went 13 and 0 with covid <laughs> with like, playing an all sec schedule yeah, right. you know not Ohio playing State the, the, the louisiana five. monroe chattanooga yeah. Clemson did fine. A lot of really good programs and coaches, man, had to do yeah. fine with it, it's crazy. It's COVID. Can't really count the season. It, it's it's not like, I don't know what, you know, yeah, middle Tennessee popped up. They they cracked the code on COVID and somehow won the national title. <laughs> Go ahead, so let's let's just say this about Nebraska. They need to open three and oh. They open at Illinois 
which you should always win if you're the coach in Nebraska. They have Fordham at home, which we could do an entire podcast making fun of the ridiculousness of you couldn't find a, a another FCS school that's not 1,500 miles away. Um, <laughs> and then they have Buffalo. In, you know, insert joke here, right? But uh, the Bulls minus, minus yes minus six starters uh, who left for Kansas are coming in. So you got to start three and zero. Because then you go to Oklahoma and you're going to lose by half a hundred. And then Michigan State, if you're three and one at that point, Michigan State on the road is a coin flip game. There's a lot of questions there. So, But then there's this gauntlet of Northwestern at home, even though they've lost a ton, they're much better. Michigan, even though they're down, they're much better. At Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota beat them with like Dan starting at slot receiver at the end of last year. And then... Uh, the Purdue Ohio State comes to Lincoln. That's the kind of game where somebody hangs seventy, and it's good night, Irene. And then they close at Wisconsin, Iowa at home. I mean, they could lose a hundred to nothing, like combined in those last three games. <laughs> I'm no. guessing this that little monologue will not be played on the <laughs> marketing departments. <laughs> Get your tickets early. <laughs> It will wow. be played on the radio in Omaha just to get people pissed off at us. Man, again, that was so. bleak. That was bleak. All right. Yeah. Well, well, I did you no, disagree I mean, with any of Look, I, here's my <laughs> no. thinking. Here's my thinking. Uh, my my thinking on Scott Frost I think and the, Nebraska. The neighborhood is, rivalry with Fordham is good. My thinking on Scott Frost and Nebraska is this: is that obviously his leash has been elongated by the fact that he's Scott Frost at Nebraska from the Osborne glory days, but now you're bringing back an AD who was from the Osborne glory days too. Uh, they weren't, they, I don't think they overlapped, but they were both there in the nineties. Uh, and so is Trev Alberts going to come in and say, Hey, yeah, we're, we're both from the brotherhood, but you got to get out. Maybe he is. Maybe that's, I, I think Trev Alberts certainly has the ego to come in and think I'm going to fix this. Uh, but I also think there would be, for a program that seems to be trying even harder to circle its nostalgic wagons here, it would be interesting for Trev Alberts to come in and kneecap Scott Frost. Well, we will uh, we will see. Battle of the alums. We'll see if they're on the same page. Also, uh, we'll get more to whenever we do our Big Ten one, which will be good. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to Pat and I taking breaks during the Olympics to scream about college football. <laughs> Use yeah. kneecap as a verb. Yeah, we're going to get after it. Uh, all right, SEC Media Day. Let's start with this little bit of what we do. What What is your question you would like to have answered? If you could ask one question of anybody at SEC Media Day or address one topic, what What are you What are you hoping uh, to come out of this? Pat, we can start with you. Ed Orgeron, what the hell has happened? That's my question. You go from fifteen and zero to a very shaky five and five, and a caca storm of an offseason most recently <laughs> in which they fired their offensive line coach in june uh you know you've got people transferring you've got off the field issues left right and up the middle can you get it back together i i, I will say this i don't think lsu cares about any of the off the field stuff if they do get it back together because that's kind of been lsu's track record and having i talked to an athletic uh, guy in college athletics who is a uh, an alum of LSU, and he said it's the most morally bankrupt place in America. And he's an alum, so I, I, the the LSU's got some splaining to do, but mostly they got some winning to do. If you're at Orgeron, Mo LSU is the most morally bankrupt place in college athletics, and Kansas fans say we never say anything nice about them. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, so let's address this then. Orgeron, five and five last year. Again, can't count it. COVID. COVID, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There you you go. know, uh, COVID. The Polini plague what? occurred too. Don't forget <laughs> the Polini <laughs> plague. Polini plague, uh, all sorts of problems off the field, on the field, uh, in the locker room, you name it. Bad season. Uh, Orgeron, uh, you know, the thing about Coach O is he can surprise you. You count him out, and, and there he is. Huge game at UCLA. Yes. Open. Huge game. Sully, are you going to go? I'll, I'll be there go. the week before. Uh, oh, week zero Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Oh, You're a right week on. zero kind of guy, Sully. That's what oh, I yeah. like about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sully not going. Okay. All right. I'd rather stay at home and watch the whole nation, you know. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. Huge game at UCLA, McNeese State, Central, and then you get into the uh, – a little bit of the gauntlet crossover game. Uh, they got, obviously, the Florida game always, and then you're at Kentucky. Thoughts? Uh, uh, Could Coach O turn it around? Pete, is, winning is all that matters at LSU. We know that. So he better win. How many has he got to win before they really are restless? Well, we can uh, we can give Pat credit uh, because he thought Coach O would be Gene Chizik in like week two last year. Was that about when he? Yeah, when he, I was I was chiziking chiziking him. I think early. we did fire so, him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he did get he did get fired. I mean, look, I don't think it's out of the question to say that if LSU face plants this year and the off season issues, which are significant, and Orgeron is not directly involved with many of them because a lot of the, especially the last mile stuff predates him. But there, there are some things that happened under Orgeron's purview. And so if LSU completely face plants this year on the field, and there is a pathway to that, you have a bunch of new coaches um, where, you know, when they win the title, they have Dave Aranda as the defensive coordinator and they have Joe Brady as the OC. And quite frankly, they have Joe Burrow who was really the key to unlocking everything there. And you've got Jake Peets as the OC, who has really never called plays before. They went to the Minnesota Vikings and hired Durante Jones, who is an NFL defensive back coach. He's well-regarded in the league. I talked to people at the Vikings. They really liked him. It was a big loss for them. But he has not called a college defense ever. And he did not call the defense for the Vikings. So there's an adjustment, obviously, from the NFL to college. And you don't think Chip Kelly's uh, licking his chops right now, knowing that there's a there's a you know new defensive staff there. And uh, I, I think the safest prediction for week zero, Sully, is that the uh, UCLA game plan is going to be sponsored by Briars because it is going to be the most vanilla thing you've ever seen in week zero because they're going to pull out all the formational stops and all the goofy fun chip stuff for LSU to try to catch them napping in uh, in in week one at the Rose Bowl. So let's put this in. The year LSU won the national title, there were agents and people in the industry th- saying, like, Ed Orgeron could be fired. Like, people have been waiting for Ed Orgeron to implode his entire tenure at LSU. He obviously won as big and as glorious as you could possibly win in college football. That was one of that's a, that was a transcendent team that he had there. The genius of Nick Saban, as we've seen, is his ability to do this again and again and again with completely different staff. The biggest indictment of Orgeron was that his staff hires have just been completely scattershot. And he's proving as a CEO to not be as drilled, as dialed in and drilled down as as somebody like Nick Saban. If you are atop the SEC, the only constant is going to be changed. And they were ill-prepared for a lot of that change in the wake of the title. And this year is his do-over. 
And if it's obvious failures again, now look, they return something like 18 starters. They have a ton of talent in that program. There is no excuse to not win nine games. But if there is some, you know, if that Troy game, like we saw earlier in Orgeron's tenure, pops up, it could get ugly in Baton Rouge. And remember, Scott Woodward did not hire Ed Orgeron. He did hire Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. $75 million contract. You know what it would cost Jimbo Fisher to leave Texas A&M? Nothing. Less than Dan pays for his classes. <laughs> <laughs> you saying that, you saying Jimbo could head over to LSU? I'm saying if, if LSU is like three and five, <laughs> that's going to be the, the din that's the backdrop of that season. I mean, who are you going to hire, right? Here, here's the thing about Scott Woodward. He hires big names. That's what he does. He hired uh, the women's basketball coach from Baylor, Kim Mulkey, who had won a bunch of the yep. national titles. LSU. Huge, huge yes. hire. He is not yep. looking for like the up and coming buzzy coordinator. Mm, he wants big names. That is who he is. That is what his track record is crystal clear on. So it, yeah, it would be very, very interesting to. Uh. Uh, to, I like this. Just say yes. Yeah, we're going straight conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theory. So, huh? like by that point, Urban Meyer is like two and nine in the <laughs> NFL, and all of a sudden comes out and says, "I've always dreamed of coaching LSU and <laughs> yeah. only LSU." Yeah. Urban Meyer ain't going to LSU. I know that. <laughs> My mom used to make gumbo back in Ohio. <laughs> we were a big Mardi Gras family. Didn't yeah. I tell you guys I only cared about this school? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, the, oh, let's do the over-under. We're going to do every school's over-under win later. But we'll do LSU right now since, so we won't repeat this. Uh, the over-under bet MGM is eight wins. Here's the schedule. Uh, you got that UCLA game. McNeese State, Central Michigan at Mississippi State, Auburn at Kentucky, Florida at Ole Miss at Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana Monroe, Texas A&M. Eight. I, it, from, from basic look, uh, you guys can disagree or not, I got six obvious wins, McNeese Central, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Monroe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm Ole not Miss. giving them Ole Miss. Yeah, I wouldn't give right. them Ole so Miss. So you got five wins. I'd give them Auburn at home before I'd give them Ole Miss. All right. I have Ole Miss, UCLA, Auburn, Kentucky, and Florida as maybes. And then I got Alabama and AM as buckle up. But I don't know if AM deserves that. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a tough number. It is. Um, my inclination is under or push. Uh, I, cause I just think that sec West, you're, you're going to lose at least one that you're not thinking you're going to lose at Kentucky at Mississippi. They're also, as Pete alluded to Mississippi, you know, is, is a, that's a really trendy team for a lot of people. And then I, th I think it could really, it could, it could all be decided at the start with that UCLA, you know, well, that, that on paper, I LSU should beat UCLA. But if UCLA is continuing to make the progress that Pete says they are, uh, and they can actually start a season well for once under Chip Kelly, then then that could go the other way and could tip the balance there. UCLA is better. Like they're they couldn't be they couldn't be much worse, right? But they're better. I'm I'm okay. on the UCLA bandwagon. Dorian Thompson Robinson's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. 
They have a veteran offensive line. They're finally decent up front. All right, all right. It's SEC. Um, we'll get to the. Your, we'll get to your UCLA. Let's just say this: love. if they do lose at UCLA, and then they they go and they hammer McNeese and Central Michigan, the pucker power in Starkville on September 25th would be quite a scene. Oh, yeah, because that is a difficult place to play. Obviously, uh, Mississippi State smoked them in Baton Rouge last year. Right, just straight yeah. smoked them. You've got an NFL coordinator trying to stop an air raid system. And Mississippi State, we can get to them. They're actually much better on defense. They're very good on defense, actually. So it would be pretty fascinating to see, boy, right, you know, right that moment there. Because it's never easy to play in Starkville. And that's like a, that is the biggest day of the year when the Tigers come to town. Man, I think LSU is going to be better. I really do. And, but gosh, eight. Uh, and man, the mighty have fallen. There's a lot of there's a lot of games that are scary in here. But I like LSU on the field. I think they beat. I think they'll probably beat UCLA, unless it's a total dysfunctional mess. It's that at Kentucky, Florida, at Ole Miss, Alabama, and then Arkansas waiting for you right after. Mm-hmm. You love Arkansas, no Dan. <laughs> I like anybody after Alabama beats the hell out of you. Yeah. And I, like, there's no, there's no easing up in that game. Like LSU comes to Tuscaloosa, it's it's full barrel all the time. There's probably not a school that Nick Saban wants to beat more than LSU, considering the rivalry, his personal history, and the recruiting implications, and how many great players Alabama gets head to head out of out of South Louisiana or any part of Louisiana against LSU. So. I think I'd take the under, but man, I, I just I can't fathom a team with this much talent being seven and five. But here you go. I mean, they still won five last year. They did. Yeah. Thrown they beat cleat Florida in the, in the swamp. shoe game. Yeah. 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 Thrown cleat in the swamp, baby. God, I love this sport. Like just <laughs> such preposterousness. And I want to like, say LSU you, had kind of a COVID uh, watered down roster in that game. Does that ring a bell, Pat? I think, I think so. they did. I think they did. Besides the fact Jamar Chase wouldn't even play. I mean, the the beauty of LSU is like, do you have like, well, is that the uh, is that the shoe game or the pacemaker game? You know, <laughs> <laughs> or is that, uh, is that the coach that talks with like a marble in his mouth, or is that the guy who ate grass? Was that the game where know. the NFL wide receiver was giving out money on the field, or? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Oh, the pacemaker punch. We coming. <laughs> we coming. All right. It's LSU. Never boring. Never. never boring. So that was Pat's question. Pete, what is your question going in? What is the the one thing you want answered out of SEC media days? The one thing I want answered is uh, is is this. And I, I am actually going to SEC media days. You gentlemen will be proud. You are going to a foreign country, and I am going to a foreign country. Uh, <laughs> I've never been the to SEC media hotel. days. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We've talked about it on the uh, on the pod before. So this is about good times. Lane Kiffin has lost all of his chins and has like dropped a ton of weight, and he's a svelte gentleman right now. I've never seen Lane Kiffin in as good a physical shape as he is right now since he was at USC, basically as an assistant. So I want to know the secrets 
to to Lane's uh, to, to Lane's new uh, new new beach bod. I mean, he looks like a totally different human. I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen a picture of him lately. So I could have given you some like football lease about Georgia and can they like win the title or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm genuinely curious about Lane Kiffin's uh, Lane Kiffin's new uh, keto excursion or whatever he's doing. Okay, you're you playing my song now. What is that? Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to know, is Georgia going to screw it up again? I'll go football. It's <laughs> a good question. This is legit question. This is the be- this is the, they got the best team in the country. They got a ton of talent. I ain't saying Alabama's not going to be good, but they got a new QB, new wideouts, new run. I mean... This ain't, there's a crack there. There's a there's a there's a little wobble in the in the wheel. You got a chance, Georgia. Can you win it, Kirby? Starting right off the gun, Clemson, huge game. There you go from there. Does Kirby Smart have enough to win it? I know it's it's a tough. It's it, just or Georgia. I mean, they haven't won it since 1980. That's a long time. That's not really college football back then, barely. I mean, it was caught. They playing football at college, but like the system of how you win is not the same. Georgia Tech's won it more recently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Georgia, like, I'm not saying now or never, but like, what the heck? Think about this Georgia wise, Dan. I'm looking at Phil Steele's preseason SEC team. The third team, all SEC quarterback is Emory Jones of Florida, who has essentially never played. So, there's legitimately like one thumper SEC quarterback, Matt Corral, who plays at a have not that has a uh, that we can get into them later. But their defense is not not ideal. And then you have JT Daniels, who I think is good, but I don't think JT Daniels is some first round pick Heisman guy. I think JT Daniels has a lot to prove. Uh, he to me is like a high school five star that people haven't reevaluated off of his actual production. He's very he's good, but. I, I don't think he's anywhere near the caliber of the national championship winning quarterbacks we have seen in recent years, even though his star rating in high school recruiting ranking indicated that. JT Daniels has a lot more to show me. Remember, like we make fun of Kirby Smart and he's made some ill-advised in-game decisions, but he saw Stetson Bennett, who's essentially like Sully playing quarterback, right? And he saw JT Daniels for weeks, and he picked Stetson Bennett for weeks. So was JT healthy though? Yeah, I still I th- I I think that a healthy JT Daniels would have gotten on the field before then, sooner than 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 November twenty first, which is when he finally played for uh, for Georgia. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, the law firm of Stetson Bennett, <laughs> was not a is not an SEC quarterback. They were still tied with Alabama at half. Yeah. And they still only lost twice, and they blew almost everybody out. The only other close game the whole year, they lost to Florida. But they, 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 other than Mississippi State, everything is two, three scores. They got so much talent. I, I think JT Daniels is poised for a great year, even if he isn't a great player, because here you go. I'm more bullish on JT than, than Pete is. I think he's, I think he's very good. Um, I mean, I think that he could end up being – in the Heisman discussion. Now, I mean, he, he does have to prove it a little bit more. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, his his numbers when he played last year were good. They were they were quite good, really. Uh, but the competition, okay, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, 
He was good against Cincinnati, and I think we all agree Cincinnati was good. I mean, he threw for 392 in that game. Um, only one Great touchdown, secondary. but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so without George Pickens, do they have enough at the receiver position? They certainly have enough at running back. They've got a really good offensive line again. Eric Gilbert comes in. Uh, the defense is always going to be good with Kirby and the way they've recruited. So the pieces are there. I think Dan's question is legitimate. It's like, how many times is Kirby going to screw it up before he finally gets it all right? Scott, I mean, he's 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 recruited, he's recruited so that he can screw it up. So you give him credit for that. But uh, you got to win the big one at some point. Uh, the fact that Georgia hasn't won a national title since 1980 is is fairly baffling i mean it's just it's all there especially of late as the north suburbs of alabama of uh atlanta i'm sorry have grown exponentially in population and as this talent center is as good as anywhere in the country may i right all right would you take yeah. atlanta it used to be you know south oh, florida yeah. or la or houston i mean atlanta's right there with that right absolutely oh yes. yeah i mean they're good no doubt no question i mean no doubt uh the over under Bet MGM is 10 and a half. Um, they're playing Clemson up in Charlotte. The Duke's Mayo Classic. <laughs> Can something be a classic if it hasn't been played yet? If it involves <laughs> even my distaste of mayo. If I'm running something sponsored by mayonnaise, I'm immediately calling it a classic, even though I don't like mayo. <laughs> UAB, South Carolina at Vandy, Arkansas. At Auburn, that's what comes after that. Uh, then you got Kentucky at home, cocktail party, Missouri at Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Sponsored <laughs> by Puffs Plus. Yeah. Give me the over, man. If Give you ain't the, the number, I mean, 10 and a half, you can yep. lose Clemson and you're, right. you're going to be a double-digit favorite. Florida, maybe he's a single digit. Mm. Yeah, Florida's yep. gonna be Neutral down field. a little. I think. Yeah. I agree. Um, this but is no, the, can you construct a easier schedule in the SEC than this? Yeah, I'm not sure you can. It's uh, who yeah, are we missing? No, no, no. The crossovers are. are Arkansas and Auburn, but you always play Auburn. And I, I mean, no, the non-conference schedule. I mean, by it, by a lot it. of standards, SEC standards, good. I mean, it's Clemson, Georgia Tech is an ACC opponent. And UAB is a pretty good mid-major. You get you throw in your one FCS. And I will say that my one thing I actually like, I don't want to swerve too far here, but about the SEC this year, the non, there's good non-conference games, you know? And if some of them, several of them out of the footprint. Auburn at Penn State. LSU at UCLA. Texas A&M's Colorado in Denver. Uh, and then you got Clemson Arkansas, on the Arkansas, Texas. Yeah, Arkansas, Texas, you know? Yeah, not bad. No, that, I mean the uh, non-con's legit. You got two. Uh, I mean, you're adding Clemson. That's that's yeah. a game. Um, yep. I take the over. I, I'm a little disappointed you didn't mention Missouri at Boston College. Yeah. Well, you know what? Out of the footprint, though, I like it. Correct. Uh, yeah, no, no, BC's, you know what? BC's getting a lot better. I mean, All right. Who? Yes. Whoever wins that game is going to feel very good about themselves. Yeah. No. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I have a BC. Uh, Phil Dracovic, their quarterback, who transferred from Notre Dame. There's a story on Yahoo Sports this week if you want to read about uh, the buzz, the NFL buzz on old Phil as he revived his career. So it was a good story. He's a nice kid. I went over there the uh, the other day. It was nice to, and I don't know if you've been able to do this much, Pat, go to a campus and interview a player, which I've done a few times in the last couple of weeks. It's 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 a nice feeling. Like, we haven't done that. Yeah. Before. 
So yeah. sorry. We're going to, to the Olympics. We're not allowed to interview anybody. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes. You just interview the drink cart woman. Now that would be a story after your flight to Tokyo. <laughs> the exclusive with the drink cart woman. Uh, or man, whoever it is. Whatever poor soul is pushing oh, that thing up and down. I can assure you we don't care. <laughs> it could be a robot. We don't whatever comes, whatever delivers the drink cart. Drone. Especially especially if Pat and I rearrange our seats to sit next to each other which i have not committed to (laughs) it's a long time uh over under pat uh pete i think pat took the over this is this is a season if you were a georgia fan now georgia fans are all skittish and scared i get it they're all like i don't hype us too much but like you should be legitimately fired up for the football season you have a chance to win the national championship and your home schedule is uab south carolina arkansas kentucky missouri charleston southern hey but the heads are your home. nice <laughs> you got one of the great stadiums in the country and one of the great teams and yeah that just didn't work out too well i'd rather cut no. the hedges than watch most of those games yeah <laughs> Vandy, coach, new attitude. There you go. <laughs> new jokes. <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. Hey, they have got a top 25 recruiting class as of now. So, Well, that's good. For, tw- for 2021, not in time to save this year's team. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, Vandy Stanford. I didn't realize that uh, that game was this yeah. year, Pat. Yep. Yep. Stanford 12 power five opponents. Yeah. Well, they got Vandy, K-State, and uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Yep. This is why Pat loves Phil Steele so much. In the Vandy schedule, they play Missouri October 30th. And Phil notes in small print, Missouri is coming off a bye. That's right, man. <laughs> Key information. All right. They start with the East Tennessee State Buccaneers intersectional, right? Yep. Yep. At Colorado State. Yep. And then Stanford visits Nashville. Then they got Georgia, UConn, New York Times defending 2020 <laughs> national champions. Randy Edsel gets a bonus every time you say that on the air. Yeah. Champs are in the house. <laughs> if you do not recall uh, this, because it's going to be a recurring joke all <laughs> no. season. Not recur- I'm just going to mention it. New York Times deemed UConn the 2020 national champions because they didn't play a game out of COVID considerations. They were rewarded for not playing and won the national championship for the New York Times, which for much of college football's existence would have been enough to actually to claim your national champion. Yeah, sure. There's people like got the Biloxi Sun declared him a national champion in 1943. <laughs> and they're counting it. All right. So look out for that one. Champs are in the house mm-hmm. at Florida, at South Carolina, Mississippi State, Missouri, Kentucky, at Ole Miss, and Tennessee. Can they win four games? They got three and a half as the number. Pat, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, you know pick what? the UConn game? They haven't played in two years. Yeah, a lot of three, practice. Lot three of practice. and a half is the number. I'm going to say they do. By golly, I think new attitude, as you said, Vandy Clark, Clark Lee. They, he, he will certainly he'll coach him up defensively. Uh, a lot of people like Ken Seals, the young quarterback who got the you know test under fire last year. They've got receivers back. Uh, I'm going to say that they can win three non cons and they can eke out 
a a con somewhere, whether it's at South Carolina, whether it's at Tennessee, whether it's home against Missouri or Kentucky, they'll they'll win at least one there. I think they can get to four. I think they'll go over four. And instead of breaking down Vandy's schedule, I'm just going to point out that like there's going to be some great low level desperation games this year in the SEC East. Like <laughs> there's this new slog of programs trying to like establish themselves, and they're all pretty terrible. So like Vandy at South Carolina, Vandy at Tennessee, Tennessee South Carolina, yeah. like. Just oh, yeah. what a muddle of muck. <laughs> Jefferson Pilot Cup. Yes, yes. <laughs> JP me uh, up. All right, let's make that a thing. We will reward the Jefferson Pilot <laughs> Cup. Yes. Whoever comes out of that full three-team three yes. parlay. <laughs> there you go. That three-team battle for five, six, seven in the SEC East. Yeah, it's like the bean pot in hockey in Boston, <laughs> right? <laughs> you win the bean pot. Northwest, Northeastern's got a chance. They upset BU, and they can win yeah. the bean pot, even though they aren't that good. Um, By the way, none of our listeners know what the bean pot is. <laughs> bean pot is a hockey... There's my, three left. My efforts to own Maybe we yeah, give the SEC uh, muddle winner we'll give them a, pot a bean of beans. Pot. Yeah, we'll make yeah, a pot of beans to the winner. We'll send that it. our bean pot. We'll order some Boston Market if they're in this, you know, send it over. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a slog. The <sighs> West is much, much better. Uh, I think Clark Lee is a good coach. Good coach. Uh, comes in from Notre Dame. I think there'll be some competency. Man, they bad last year. Um, no, they were bad. I'll give them. Uh, I'll give them over. I think they win a. I think they win a. But I mean, Randy Etzel's had two years to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, they're cocky? That, 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 yeah. The championship. <laughs> you know, it's ugly when you're like, I don't know if they can handle a road up at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins. I'm going over. We can't talk this much about Vandy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, next. South Carolina, <laughs> yeah, the bean pot, <laughs> SEC bean pot, uh, four victories uh, is the uh, is the number for South Carolina. They start with uh, here's a game. Make sure you get your tickets. Eastern Illinois visits, then they're at East Carolina. Oh man, at Georgia, Kentucky, Troy, at Tennessee, Vandy, at Texas A and M. Florida at Missouri, Auburn, and then Clemson to end the season. Can they get four? I want to bet the push. You know what? I'm going to give it to them, and, and here's here's why. Uh, what, what I'll say about the state of South Carolina right now, it is perfectly imperfect. I went through there this spring, and I have never heard this line from a rebuilding coach. He said, our best and deepest two positions are our offensive line and our defensive line. I can't tell you how many like times I've gone through places in the spring when there's been a coaching change. It'd be like, oh, we have a 187-pound left guard who we just pulled out of a fraternity porch. And, you know, our three technique is a walk-on, and he's he's six biscuits away from 260. They're like, no, we're really good in the offensive and defensive line. They have, they have a very good defensive line. So, like, I, I just think when you start talking about the SEC and you start talking about some of the baseline competency that comes with that, I really feel like South Carolina is going to be able to hang in and win a couple slogs. So I'm uh, I'm going to stay uh, I'm going to stay optimistic on the Fighting Beamers. And you would think Shane Beamer, longtime special team coordinator, son of the greatest special teams coach in the history of college football, would be able to rejuvenate those units and maybe steal a win that way. Uh, last year, Will Muschamp had the number 109th 
ranked special teams unit in college football. I think it's a pretty safe bet that the old uh, Gamecocks will be a little better than that. Uh, the number's four? Four. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to take the under because I know this. Some wise-ass listener is going to like do the math and figure out that I'm taking the over on too many teams for it to be mathematically possible. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm, I'm taking the under with South Carolina here. I think it could be a push. Optimist. Yeah, could be a push. But... The Will Hunting principle? You, you want to get yes. uh, banged out yes, by Yes, that somebody man. out there is pulling, you know, like writing all this <laughs> down and coming back and saying, well, no, you you took the over on 11 teams. That can't happen. We should have been required to uh, to actually do this. It's like when Dick Vitale, before they really got into <laughs> bracketology, he'd have like 80 teams in the bracket. <laughs> yes, exactly. He'd just say, all his coaches were in. I would definitely take got... the under on the amount of math classes the three of us took in college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take Start the, I'm gonna take the under here. Yeah. <laughs> I think they win their non-con. I just don't think they get two of these games. Uh, right. They'd have to sweep the bean pot. And uh, <laughs> at Tennessee is looming there will be large. No sweets so. in our bean pot. <laughs> the bean pot's it's a gonna, it's it's a gauntlet, man. You can't sweep that. <laughs> Pat doesn't even really know what the bean pot is. Which is <laughs> I do. No, I followed the bean what pot. Four, man. What four colleges play in the bean pot, Pat? BU, BC, Northeastern, and uh, somebody else. Just Harvard. Just a, Harvard. Yeah, there we yeah, go. There little, we go. Just there a little go. school named Harvard. Yeah, yeah that little yeah. place up in Cambridge. College in Cambridge. It's a juke. A little yeah. across the river. <laughs> yeah, the Bean Pot is a hockey tournament. They play two weeks in a row in, in Boston. I was once thrown out of the Bean Pot. You might be surprised to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm stunned. Yeah. yeah. I would take yeah. the over on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll hear about that on the flight to Tokyo. I think. Yeah. Me, you guys know Murph. Murph and I got, yeah. we went. We snuck a bunch of beers in. We weren't old enough to drink. Mm. Our mm. mistake was we were sitting in the Harvard section. No, yeah. you're going to get and out of there. rooting for Boston College while chugging cans of beer. <laughs> they threw us out. The back door of the Boston Garden. We had to go down the fire escapes, and there was like this dog barking out of this. Very traumatic. <laughs> All right, fair. Uh, I'm back. Screw Harvard. <laughs> All right, anyway, Tennessee, uh, Sully. Over under six. We'll go to mm. Sully first. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the over. They got, you take, I, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> You're right. You're shocked. You're shocked. <laughs> Be, Bowling Green, Pitt, and uh, the Tennessee Tech all visit. They're in the east. I'll just say, let's see. Their crossover games are Ole Miss and Alabama, of course. South Alabama also visits. So you're taking over. All right. Pat, what do you think? Who? It's close. Um now I'll, I'll ask Sully. Didn't didn't all like all of Tennessee's good players transfer? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's grim. But yeah. uh, Bowling Green's one of the worst teams in the country. It's more about the schedule than the what's left. Yeah, right. You know. I, I think it all comes down to that Pittsburgh game, Sully. I think yep, the Pitt game is the swing game. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to swing. Yeah, I'm going to swing low, sweet chariot, and say under. I'll go way way under. Yeah, I'm going under too. I think Pitt is a tough game. I I do think they win the beat. So, I don't know. Not great. Not great. Sully, who's going to start here. a quarterback? Oh, I, I'll give it to Harrison Bailey. But he stinks. Oh, <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> <laughs> the best quarterback just transferred to uh, to Liberty. So I mm, um, kicked off the team and enrolled in Liberty, I should say. I'd like to just do a dramatic reading of our last little bit there. And this is why you listen to our podcast. He stinks. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, when, where else get that kind of insight? Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. All right, six, he's a giraffe six, back there, and that's not they a giraffe. He is. <laughs> they, they, they need a they need a mobile quarterback. <laughs> oh boy. What about Joe Milton, right? And Joe Milton in there? Oh, yeah. And you got Hendon Hooker, too. And I mean, just Hooker? take everybody's just trash from around the country and come on, everybody, come on, come down. Somebody's sure. got to work. Yeah. Vols recycle. You could start a, a name image and likeness program. <laughs> you know, Sully, do you have fr- any idea how fast a giraffe can run? They're really fast, actually. <laughs> They're really fast. But he, he looks like a stereotypical. Like, just, yeah. They're like 30 miles, miles an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah, forty. Yeah, this thing's a huge, and they can run. I call a guy a giraffe. Like it takes slow. him a while to get go- get going, though. You need hard to need. bring down the giraffe. Hard to bring down. <laughs> <laughs> get him in an open field. Only the lion can get you. <laughs> Mississippi State. The pirate is back. Uh, over under is also six. A lot of six, man. A lot of six. Going on for Mississippi State. They get La Tech, NC State visit. They play Memphis in Memphis. And let's see, who's their easy one late? Tennessee State. Tennessee State's cashing some checks this year. Uh, crossovers are Vandy and oh, Kentucky. That's a very good crossover schedule. But I, I think the start is deceptively difficult. You know, Louisiana Tech's a solid program. They should win. But that's not a walkover, you know, 45 to 7, you know, play the third string in the middle of the third quarter game. NC State, legitimate, good. You know, I mean, what's uh, Dave Dorn has done very well there. Memphis, legitimate talent. You know, they got players. Then your LSU at Texas A&M, Alabama. I mean, theoretically, you could start 0-6. I don't think they will. But that's a tough beginning to that schedule. I, I, it is an article of faith that the Pirate will be better in year two. I'm going under. Give me five. They're going to win five. I like that Pat at one point thought that the the listeners would be upset that he was too optimistic. <laughs> I don't I'm think people listen back. to this podcast for optimism. <laughs> Since that Never. moment, under, under, he sucks. <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> that was Pat. Pete who declared that the poor child sucked. Uh, it stinks. <laughs> that's, so, that's <laughs> and Sully who went, yeah, he's not good. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Misquoted. Pete, over, under. Uh, Definitely under. If they had a quarterback, I would, like, if they had an established returning quarterback. Will Rogers was mediocre plus for them, maybe, towards the end of last season. But I just haven't, I just haven't seen it. Uh, I do really like what they have in the secondary, defensively. Emmanuel Forbes, one of the best corners in the, in the country. He's a really talented young player. I think their three three five that they that they run defensively is is goofy enough. Zach Arnett's defense. He was kind of the, one of the hot coordinators last year in the cycle. He didn't go anywhere. I think they're like tricky enough and hard enough to prep for where they they'll steal one. But I also think that they're not far enough along in Leach's system where they're going to like pull the two upsets he may pull. So. I uh, and I agree. I think they lose to NC State. I think NC State will be favored in that game. NC State's pretty good, so I think it'll be another little uh, learning curve year for the uh, for the Pirate, and then we'll uh, we'll start to see the the real results um, once there's an established quarterback and you got more skill in there in in 2022. To make any money, you got to go seven and five. I think that's a lot to ask. I, they can do it, but there's just too many teeter totter games here. He said, La Tech. 
NC State, at Memphis, LSU, at A&M and Alabama. Probably, gonna be, I mean, that, that start is brutal. It gets easier, but you still got Ole Miss late. Still got Kentucky. Yeah, you know, at Aub- Auburn could be doing pretty well by November. It's just too much. I would, I would, uh, I would take the under. Uh, I just don't think they get the seven. Uh, all right, I think that's all. Oh no, we have another six six winner. Uh, Arkansas fighting Sam Pittman's. How about that? Six wins. Bullish. That MGM is bullish. They get Rice. They get Texas at home. They get Georgia Southern. Wow, UAPB, the Golden Lions of Pine Bluff show up in uh, in Little Rock. That's cool. Uh, crossover games are Missouri always. And what else am I missing here? Georgia at Georgia. Georgia at Georgia. Six wins. I'm going to take the under. Breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, there is some... There is some skill in talent. You got Hudson Henry at tight end. Trey Knox is an established commodity at receiver. I just think the sort of new coach bump that they received them and surprise that that helped them go three and seven last year is uh, is gone. They should beat Rice, Georgia Southern, and Pine Bluff. I just uh, I see Arkansas still being Arkansas in the sec games i do not think they will be favored in an sec game um maybe against mississippi state at home so i will uh i will let sec gravity hold them down a little longer all right they're gonna lose all four of the road games georgia mississippi lsu alabama i think they lose to texas so that takes them down to seven and five best case right there that means You've got to beat A&M in Arlington, so no. So we're down to six and six, best case. Can they do that? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. They lose to either Auburn or Missouri and end up five and seven. They do have this my second favorite player name in the league, Bumper Pool, linebacker, who made 101 tackles last year. That's a linebacker name for Arkansas, Bumper Pool. So... Hats off to Bumper, like Sam Pittman, but they're going five and seven. Who is your number one name? We'll get to him. Oh, I have a number one name. Is, is it the same name as do you have? That's what I want to know. Maybe, maybe. All right. Text your name to Sully, and I'll text mine. He won't <laughs> okay. tell anybody. All right. <laughs> okay. So we got a little contest there. See, this is how we'll you give, we'll give you the bean, audience. We'll give you a bean pot if whoever wins. This is how you keep the audience. <laughs> this is why I'm so good at this job. Uh, all right, fighting Eli, Shady Gators, step up. We see you. Seven wins for Mizzou. Central Michigan visits. Southern Missouri visits. Boston College, they go to Boston. What's the other one they got easy in here? North Texas. North Texas. Crossover games. Arkansas is always a crossover. And what else we got here? Oh, A&M. Can the uh, can Mizzou win seven? We've picked under on everything, so some of these teams have to be able to beat somebody. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the rule book says somebody must win the game. We have no more ties. It's not true. <laughs> Who's taking Missouri? Pat, you're an alum. Seven. Oh, see, I, I want a half here, man. I want a half to 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 make this a little bit easier. But I'm going to say over. I'm going to say they can go eight and four. Uh I think Drinkwitz made some great progress there. Quarterback Basilak is very good. 
Uh, running back Beatty is good. They could use some depth there. Uh, receivers, they got by with bad receivers last year. We'll see if those receivers improve. Offensive line returns almost intact. Defensively, they got some big holes to fill. They've got to get better in some of those areas. They were run over by a few teams. They were blitzed through the air by a few others. So they've got to get better there. But um, I think the building blocks are there. They bring in some good recruits. Uh, Missouri can get can go eight and four. I uh, I'm gonna I hate to agree with Pat this much because that's just when I whenever I do that in our picks that just means I'm gonna I'm gonna go one and four that uh, that week. But I, I really think they can uh, they can do that. I like what they've done at receiver in, in in upgrading. Mookie Cooper was one of the you know better recruits from that area. He comes back from Ohio State where there was a log jam in front of him. Uh, the immortal Kiki Chisholm. You can never go wrong with Kiki Chisholm, right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I really feel like Ennis Rakestraw was one of the best freshman corners in the SEC last year. He's a kid from Dallas. They beat Alabama for in recruiting. It was a big win for them. And then they get the pair of shut down corners from Tulsa. We talked about those guys on the, on the pot a bunch uh, last year after Tulsa played Oklahoma state. And I really feel like their secondary got a huge late punch. That's really going to help them in the league. So I think, uh, I think Missouri's got a little good mojo right now. And and I feel like they can, uh, they can figure out eight and four. I just realized my favorite Missouri player, Markel Utzi. Remember Markel Utzi in the Florida brawl? <laughs> yes. Oh Yes. He's your favorite. You want to give him the Heisman, I believe, last year. Yeah, he's dropping haymakers out there like he's <laughs> Dustin Poirier eating the hell out of Conor McGregor. He transferred to Arkansas. How about that? Wow. He's going to be throwing more haymakers in that game at the end of the season than when Missouri plays at Arkansas. Wow. That's that's interesting. I would have taken Arkansas over on that just because you lost Markel taking the, taking the under. I don't know what to make of Boston College, and that's that's the one that's causing me angst in that one. So don't bet Missouri. That's my advice. Uh, all right, Kentucky Wildcats, seven. Uh, man, there's really a lot of inspired seasons in here. Uh-huh. See the happenings down at Kroger Field. Clean up aisle six. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe visits. Chattanooga visits. They got New Louisville Mexico at State. Louisville. New Mexico State with their... Uh, Athletic Department whiskey and tequila now. Uh, New Mexico State's a that's a pod favorite. Yeah, Mario has threatened whiskey. to mail us some of that whiskey, and I've failed to corral our addresses to give it to him. Mario Moshe, the uh, longtime AD at New Mexico State, friend of the pod. Anyone who's, who volunteers to give us booze is pretty much a friend of the pod. <laughs> Send it to my hotel in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Early in that third week, Dan hasn't had a drop of alcohol and that uh, that that fine, fine New Mexico State whiskey shows up at the door. Oh. I bet it's pretty good. Yeah. Bruces, we'd be, we'd, we'd just start a whole New Mexico State pod at that point. You'd be so underrated be so town. town for them. Yeah. <laughs> underrated. Underrated Las Cruces. Uh, all right. Uh, Kentucky crossovers are oh, LSU and Mississippi are at Mississippi State. What do you think? Seven. Uh, I feel like it's a push. So I'm going to take the under. They're breaking in. Will Levis, the Penn State transfer, looks like he's yeah. uh, he's he's going to uh, he's going to start at quarterback. I do like their defense. I, I feel like they're uh, you know they've they've had annually excellent defenses under Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops has done a very solid job there. Um, Wendell Robinson obviously gives them some pop. He transferred from Nebraska. He's a Kentucky native, correct, Pat? Yes, Frankfurt. Yes, he ratchets up their offense a little bit. They have. Uh, 
They brought in an interesting OC, Liam Cohen, who had been with the Rams, I believe is a UMass grad, Dan. At least he was a he UMass is. coach. Yeah. He is. Okay. Quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Old, old Liam Cohen, he's got some of that uh, young and handsome magic. Uh, and quite frankly, the uh, Kentucky offense, no one, no one would mistake it for young or handsome <laughs> in time in the past decade. So. We'll uh, we'll see if he can uh, if he can sprinkle a little Brady pixie dust on the old Wildcats, but I'm gonna remain skeptical. I'm gonna take the under. Number seven, yeah, I'm gonna take the under. It'll all go down to the last game against Louisville. They'll probably be six and five at that point. There, I mean, Kentucky continues to be admirably co- devoted to scheduling garbage in the non-conference. It's like, oh, Louisville's our Super Bowl, so we're just gonna play three cadavers. Other than that. <laughs> Monroe, Chattanooga, New Mexico State. Way to go. Forget bean pots. We got to give the Flotsman Jetson winner of the SEC East the cadaver. I mean, brutal. The real, the real exciting part for Kentucky fans is they're not in the, the bean pot. They're not. Like they, 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 we've elevated right? them. I mean, that's a sign yeah. of what Mark Stoops has done there. That's right. Is they're not even in that. Uh, I'm taking the over. I like Kentucky a little bit. Yeah, well, not that much, but not a lot over. Well, they they they've got like four or five dudes. I just don't know whether they have enough else, and I just don't know whether they have enough offensive firepower. So I'm going to say they're six and five, and end up they lose to Louisville six and six. Yeah, well, okay. We already you already got to speak. It's my <laughs> turn. Sorry. I don't think I ever got to give them actual predictions. Sorry. Oh, oh, all right. All right. Didn't you already? I thought you did. I, I hijacked bored. it by talking about Kadabra. Oh, all right, That's all right. my fault. All right. I, there I, you go. I'm I'm just, once they started talking about whiskey, I just lost all focus. <laughs> I'm taking Kentucky to win. Take them over. All right. Auburn, seven. Seven wins. New coach. New attitude. <laughs> it's going to be my new thing. New New strength coach. We finally learned how to lift. Maybe that could be our new pod name, New Attitude. Maybe that can carry us through. New pod, carry new you attitude. through your sober weeks in Japan. I don't even want to know what the viewers are going to come up with. All right, exciting start to the Auburn season. Akron, Alabama State, Georgia State. But, no, they go to Penn State. Fun game. Saturday night, April, uh, September, April September 18th on ABC. That's going to be good. Uh, crossover games. Let's see. We got eh, it's like deciphering this out. What's, eh. uh, they've got uh, South Carolina and, of course, Georgia. I'm sorry. Georgia's always on there. Uh, seven. Pat. Brian Harson. Seven. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to say she's that's probably right on. But I'll take the under just because I. I just don't know whether Bo Nix is 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 fixable or elevatable. I think he is who he is. He tries hard, uh, but I'm not sure he's a great quarterback. He runs around, he makes bad plays, he makes a few good plays, uh, and I just I'm not sure that gets a lot better. They've got wide receiver uh, holes to fill. Uh, I just I think they're going to struggle to score, and they're going to be six and six. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about the under on this one. Uh, as confident as I do, uh, you know, of any of these. Obviously, Vegas is good at their job, so they're going to test us each time. But when you look at road games, Penn State at LSU, at Texas A&M, and then you got to go to Arkansas, which you know becomes is a coin flip game at uh, at that point. Auburn's eight and six all time in Fayetteville, so I, I just really, uh, yeah, I really, I I really 
think that there will be a learning curve for Brian Harson as an SEC head coach. We will be, uh, you know, he has Derek Mason there as the uh, as the DC, which I think will be helpful. But I uh, I don't see immediate and imminent results. I don't see like the new coach bump that I think Auburn was probably hoping for when they uh, when they derailed the Gus bus. I'm gonna take the under. Also, uh, I mean, the idea that uh, you know I, I look at it six and six too. The idea you got to win two more just to win this bet just doesn't. And where where is the eight and four at Penn State, Bama at A and M and Georgia? There's four losses right there. So you can't can't lose another game. It means you're beating Ole Miss, you're beating at LSU. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. Um, I'll take uh, I will take the under uh, all the way on that. Uh, all right, we already did LSU, which is eight. Oh, Ole Miss is seven and a half. Mm. Lane Kiffin and the crew is seven and a half. They have got uh, Louisville in Atlanta. Austin P. They get Tulane and they get Liberty. No easy task there in the uh, in the in the Hugh Freeze return to to Oxford game. Uh, I think we said he should have a we, Lane should get the uh, the the woman he was calling the uh, professional down in uh, Tampa to come show up at the game. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. Uh-huh. Uh, seven and a half. So can uh, Ole Miss win eight? I don't know. I can't remember who goes first on this one. We'll go with Pat. All right. I'm going to say yes, even though, I mean, I still believe there's a lot of fool's gold with Lane Kiffin, obviously more bluster than substance. Uh, and the fact that Ole Miss hasn't won more than six games in a season since 2015 when he was quote unquote dialing it up. I, I like their weapons. I like their, you know, they, their, their defense has got to be better, right? It cannot be worse than the one that gave up 38 points and 640 yards a game or whatever, 519 yards a game. So give me, uh, give me the lane train to get to eight wins to pull off a, you know, a couple of pretty big, uh, bold victories for the rebels. It'd be interesting. That Louisville game would be interesting, Pat, to to open the uh, to to open the season because uh, Louisville obviously took a big step back last year. Ole Miss has had like the loudest five and five season because no one can lose like Lane Kiffin, right? I mean, his be- best game as a year at Tennessee was they lost to Alabama, right? He's like the king of the loud loss, and just guaranteeing those loud losses turn into loud wins is is not a sure thing, uh, especially with the. With the style they play, DJ Durkin is a very good defensive coordinator. Uh, they had a very bad defense last season. I do think with some new talent uh, that that side of the ball will be beefed up a little bit, but I don't think it will be. Uh, I don't think it will be elite. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to stay skeptical on the uh, on the lane train. Beware of beating Indiana in a bowl game and getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Sully. Well done. I'm going over. Let's go to Florida at nine. Uh, Florida Gators, they have Florida Atlantic. They're at UCF. Uh, They play Florida State, of course, and they get Samford. Not Stanford. Samford is coming. Nine for the Gators. Crossover games are at LSU and Alabama. Is coming to Gainesville on September 18th. 
Yep. Pat, and that's thoughts. That's a problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on Florida. I'm not sure. Like I, I think they lose to Alabama. I think they lose to Georgia. I think there's two more losses out there for them. I just I do think they take a step back. I mean, Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts. Uh, uh, some of those guys they had, Kadarius Tony. I mean, they had weapons, and they they've got other guys coming in. But I I just I'm not sure that uh, Dan Mullen has the recruiting up to the point where you're just plugging and playing uh, immediately with the next bunch of guys. So I think the schedule's just tricky enough, and they go eight and four. Yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the under as uh, as well. Um, I just I just you feel guys like- hate the SEC. What was that? You hate the SEC. Oh, yeah. You guys, under, under, under. We're getting to the point where it's the opposite of what Pat's saying, where there's too many people going under in this league that somebody's got to go over. No one's going to win. All the non-conference teams are going to win. You have to factor that in, Will Hunting. We're, we're over time here, so I don't, need to, I don't need to belabor the Florida schedule. Tricky schedule. Tricky schedule. I, I yeah, 10's too much. There's two, two obvious losses. I just think they'll push. I think nine and three is a real nice number for them. All right, next, uh, we got a couple more. The A&M is nine and a half. Kent State visits. They're at Colorado. They get New Mexico, and they bring in Prairie View uh, before the big LSU game, the Pacemaker Bowl. Nine and a half. Who wants to go first? I'll take it. Um, energy, people. Energy. <laughs> you guys is, need to hold is, four is, fingers up in that, the air. Like, fourth quarter, we own it. I'm holding four fingers up in the air because we got four minutes left till I got to get on this meeting. So Texas A&M over 10 and two. They need the quarterback to come through. Uh, Hayes King freshman. They like him a lot. We'll see if he's good enough right away. They need an offensive line to coalesce, but they got everything else. They got skill and they got their defensive guys back. And I think Jimbo can coach up the quarterback position. They'll be, they'll lose to Alabama. They may drop another one at Mississippi at LSU somewhere, but they're going 10 and two. DeMarvin Leal, the defensive end, is uh, one of the most uh, disruptive players in the SEC. I think this will be a big year for Mike Elko. The defense is going to have to carry AM as the offense catches up. I do like Isaiah Spiller a lot. I think he'll be a bell cow until the offense finds some uh, finds some identity. But I, yeah, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the over. I need to balance out the math at this point. My opinion doesn't even matter. I'm just trying to beat the math nerds. And I think this pod is actually designed. <laughs> to be listened to for your entire trip from Detroit to Tokyo, because that's where we're going yeah, right now. Yeah, plenty long, plenty long. I blame Mike Sly for adding too many damn teams. <laughs> Alabama, 11 and a half. You're basically betting on a perfect season. They get Miami in Atlanta, and then forget it. Mercer, uh, let's see, New Mexico State again. Boy, they're going to make a lot of whiskey. <laughs> uh, who else they got? Not, oh, Southern Miss. Southern Miss. All right. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, will the will the tide go undefeated? Their crossovers are at Florida and Tennessee, of course. Yeah, yes, of course. About that. Yep. Uh, you know what? I, look, I mean, you look at them on paper and you're like, okay, this is the year they take a minor step back. But I'm not betting against Alabama. I'm never taking the under with Alabama. Sorry, I'm taking the over. Uh, and I look at the schedule and I think it's doable. At A&M, obviously, is the toughest one. At Florida won't be easy. At Auburn is never easy, no matter what. Uh, but everything else, fine. No problem. Uh, defense, this looks more like a classic Saban team, a little more defense-oriented until Bryce Young gets going at quarterback, and he will get going, and then they're going to roll. All right, well, before Pat, you now have picked all your teams. Who is that? What was your favorite name? Oh, 
Kool-Aid McKinnistry from Alabama, the cornerback. All right. Yeah, his name was like Jaquincy, but now they've just changed it on the roster to straight up Kool-Aid. He's going to crush name, it in name, image, and likeness. He's going to run through the banner like, he oh, yeah. <laughs> he should. Not absolutely. the best name, though. Not the best name. What is it? Other side of the Iron Bowl. Smoke Monday. Yeah, I like Smoke It's still Monday. the best name yeah. in the SEC. Yeah, you like Smoke Monday, but... assistant coach named Smoke, and I always thought Wetzel supplemented his salary. He was an smoke. AAU coach from Detroit. Smoke. Yeah. Yeah. But I see, that's the, you, you, there are other people named Smoke. There is nobody else <laughs> named Kool-Aid. There's we had a head coach named Bruiser, too. So, I mean, you <laughs> mass basketball. Smoke Monday is a phenomenal name. <laughs> yes, it is. If it was that's Smoke fact. Smith, it wouldn't be as good. I would give you that. But no, it's Smoke, smoke Monday. <laughs> smoke Monday from Auburn can play. Yeah, you name your kid Smoke Monday, he's going to play at Auburn. <laughs> Kool-Aid McKinnistry wins. That's my final word on this uh, podcast. I'm out. You got to finish this. You got to finish this. See you on the airplane, Pat. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. Over under. I'm taking the under. Whoa. Demanding perfection with the amount of losses they have, the tricky road games they have. Uh, You know, Nick Saban slipped up in the regular season. This is not a perfect team. It's an imperfect team. So, I think Alabama loses. Headline news. I don't know, man. I just don't I, – I don't think they're that tricky, these games. At Florida and at A&M, yeah. I'd take the over. Maybe I'm just being ridiculous, though. At, at A&M and then at Mississippi State, that could be tricky. Nah, I'm sticking with the over. Go on the over. 12-0 Bama, 12-0 Georgia, see you in Atlanta. Pretty good. i take that deal right now. And then both teams are going to get in the playoff. So the old SEC championship game wouldn't even matter. They probably have to replay each other, too. Yes. How about that? Let's say they're both 12-0. and 0. Bama's ranked one. Georgia's ranked two. And then the loser will drop to four. And then at the play again. Kind of sucks we're stuck with four when they've announced this, practically announced this, yeah. this thing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of ready for the ready for the real real playoff. Uh, anyway, we will be back next week. We will tape. Uh, oh, we're not sure. Pat and I have to fly to Asia, and uh, we'll see if they let us in, how long it takes, how sober we are. We have a lot going on, but we will be back. We are not letting the Olympics get in way of the clearly the biggest sporting events of the, of the days, which is the conference media days, uh, much more important than the Olympics. And uh, I don't know. Got anything else, Pete? I don't. I don't. I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up for media days next week. Can't wait to go uh, see some coaches, see some players, see some uh, old friends along the way. Uh, SIDs, reporters, conference officials, bartenders. Season's almost here, kind of. Yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. It's good to this see people again. This is the good again. part of the season. good to see people I again. I don't want the season to get here, though, because it's like the end of summer. Like, if I didn't have football, the end of summer would be super depressing to me, but I don't want it to be here yet, so... That's fair. When do you get back? I don't know, man. Never. I'm hoping they turn me away at the border like they should. Uh, All right. We'll be back with a new name next week. Get excited. New name. Talk to you then.